Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. I don't know who sent you that TikTok, but I absolutely, while standing outside of Eric Wilson, shout out to our friend Eric Wilson, formerly Tender Friends podcast, went to his place for Royal Rumble. It was so much fun. Shout out to my new friend Rose too. But as soon as I got outside his place, I hit him with a here by text. Uh And that TikTok you showed me has never been more accurate about my life. So you arrived at Eric's house and to let him know that you were outside, you texted him here with a picture of yourself outside no just the word here not even a period just like hit it with the thumb (laughs) hit send uh i don't know who sent me that tiktok either and it is accurate of you to say i don't know who sent you that tiktok because you know i'm not on tiktok i don't find these (laughs) things myself i find tiktoks two ways someone texts it to me or i read about it on the huffington post yeah you read about tiktoks you're deep in the reading (laughs) about tiktoks i read about tiktoks all the time on like jezebel the huffington post this one i don't know where it came from but um it's so great because it goes through boomers, Gen Xers, millennials, and Gen Zs and how they show up at your house. And uh, you were absolutely millennial. You fucking nailed it. Nailed you, it. Yeah. You were kind of like, I think the whole thing was like millennials are hoping that they don't have to show up at your house. But if they do, they're going to text you that they're there. And that's your cue to come and let them in. Dude, as soon as I found out that I could stream Royal Rumble myself on Peacock. Yeah. And I looked th- and I could get Peacock for nine ninety nine with uh-huh. no ads. I was like, why am I going anywhere? <laughs> I can I can order my own chicken tenders to my place. I can watch it in my place. I can smoke all my weed and sit alone in my place. <laughs> it's so. What am I talking about? I, the, I, I totally fit the definition of the Gen Z, sort of how they come to your house because it was like, they'll make plans well in advance. They'll text you a couple of days to make sure that they're still on. And then when they arrive, they'll also hit you with a text to let you know that they're outside, which is absolutely. I definitely always confirm plans days in advance. And when people flake on me, I'm still confused. And LA is such a flaky town. Yes. And people are constantly hoping. But I do. I have definitely slipped into the, ooh, I hope that gets canceled mindset because it's nice to be able to stay home and have a night by yourself when you were like stressing about fucking getting anywhere yes but disagree because i had a great time at eric's it just i just had to leave my house to have a nice time yeah (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) i'm okay i'm kind of crabby and i'm a little sleepy so i don't know how much i'm going to smoke because i want to bring levity and life to this one well i'm worried that if i smoke uh i'm going to um double down on the screaming yeah i might be a fucking bucket i think it'll help i think you should hit that and it's going to be much better time for you absolutely (laughs) all right miss peer pressure well what up mary jade (laughs) how's it going mike Welcome to We to Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy, cannabis, culture, cooking, calling shit out, and um, cool shit that we fuck with from friends who are doing cool shit. Yeah, this is a shout out up. Yeah, it is a shout out up. Yeah, you got to hit that. In order Man, to be able I'm to already shout smiling. Out. Thanks, yeah, Mary Jane. There you go. Hold on, let me just talk about weed for a second. It rules. <laughs> this particularly is very nice. It's just like a super, you know, chill sativa or chill sativa. I mean, it's you know, I don't know about the whole sativa, fucking indica, whatever. But this one works for me. It's a pre roll. Uh, I've been enjoying lately from you know a company that I've already shouted them out a couple of times here, so I don't need to say it, but. I'm already happier. It's delicious. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. I needed that. I really needed that. Did you say you woke up crabby? Yeah. Why? Um, I'm thinking about getting a gravity blanket, honestly. I'm thinking about leveling up my life in the bedroom. Okay. Um, And yes, I also mean 
tying <laughs> fucking fucking great <laughs> love it but um like right now i just have like my four pillows of various shapes and sizes my bed and like a comforter and a sheet and a lot of times because i love to binge eat popcorn late at night until my stomach hurts while watching a bunch of movies like city hall on hbo max starring robert de niro and joan and joe uh john cusack Uh um and like through all of that what i really need to be able to sleep soundly i think is like a whale laying on top of me i mean listen archie and i are available to just come over and (laughs) put our weight on you but we can sit on your head (laughs) archie will get your torso i'll hold down the legs Uh you know we're available we Uh, can do this for you Uh, please or (laughs) (laughs) or you can get a gravity blanket which i totally recommend my sister gave me a gravity blanket a couple of years ago and i did just this morning wake up early and move from my bed out onto my couch because in my living room i have a skylight and the early morning light is really beautiful Mm. so sometimes it's nice to just like transfer out there for the last sort of hour of like kind of waking up sleep and i put my gravity blanket on and it just the whole thing was very very copacetic yeah yeah okay i really am looking and i want like a heavy one like do you know what weight yours is mine is 25 pounds which is surprisingly heavy it doesn't sound like a lot but when it's spread out over all of you mine feels it doesn't feel like a whale but it feels like a big deep hug also i'm now questioning my use of the word copacetic back there so if that wasn't the right way to use it i'm sorry but my brain isn't quite firing right look um, i think we those. should cancel you but no listen it's 25 pounds and it's great and it's very copacetic cool yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um i the other reason that i'm crabby like i'm i enjoy that tiktok a lot yeah but like people's like i i I need the world to speak to me the way that I speak to the world. And when people don't talk to me the way I want to be talked mm. to, I get very bent out of shape. Like you were telling me about how your mom was driving you crazy oh the other God, day. Oh my God, it's so crazy. But then that's like a totally... So my mom, uh, I had told my mother that I had applied for a a cannabis media fellowship that I applied for. And I was really proud of it. And I wrote like an application letter that I felt really good about. You you read it for me. and It's a doozy of a letter, man. You've done some deep, cool shit in your life. Thanks, man. And I'm really excited to just, you know, like keep learning and, and, you know, expanding my cannabis knowledge. And so I applied for this very cool opportunity. I hope I get it. Fingers crossed. Hope this doesn't jinx me getting it. But anyway applied for it, let my mom know about it. And her response to me, I was like, this is why I don't tell you about anything I do ever. Because she just, instead of replying to me about it, she just CC'd a friend who lives in Vermont for some reason. Wait, who she, was like, she didn't answer you. No, didn't answer me. Okay. And then she CC'd a friend who lives in Vermont, a friend of the family who's a little older than I am. It's like a, the son of one of my parents' friends who happens to live in Vermont, at, which is where the, this media fellowship would be through a university out there and she was like and she also calls me jane she just calls me jane she's never used my whole name ew and uh so she just cc'd and she was like daniel jane is doing a course on pot (laughs) maybe she can look you up while she's in vermont and i was like mom there's just there are like ways to talk about things and for me she has never really managed to talk about me or my life in a way that makes me feel good. And so I don't tell her a lot. And this is just an obviously like lifelong issue that I talk about a lot in therapy. But truly, like when she was just like, it sounded so dismissive to me, the way she was just like, Jane is doing a course on pot. And I was like, well, first off, I haven't been accepted. And secondly, let's call it cannabis. And third, it's Mary Jane. And fourth, fuck you. (laughs) But I was so riled up by it. 
and I sort of attached my um, my ire to her using the word pot. That was the thing I fixated on because, you know, Jane, obviously, she's always said that. And, you know, parents get shit wrong all the time. But I was like, why am I so mad about her use of the word pot? It feels so dismissive somehow. And I was like, that's just actually me being mad at my mom because I have lots of other no, friends who say pot the way, all the time. I don't know about that. I think I that, do. One do of my you? best friends calls weed pot. Yeah. One of my best friends that I see all the time is always like, do you have any pot on you? And I'm like, that doesn't bother me at all. Mm. I find it charming. I find it But that's whimsical. from a consumer. That's not from somebody sure. who is from an age of uh, the devil's lettuce. <laughs> oh, and so God. pot is yeah. a dismissive term in that way. I mean, yeah. And, you know, I mean, frankly, she's like, uh, that is very um, par for the course with her. Like, she she's not great at making me feel seen or heard. <laughs> yeah. And that's something that, you know, I mean, that's part of my whole journey that I want to get into uh, talking about later on here. I feel that. Yeah, we will get to that as a little foreshadowing to a yeah. uh, recent trip ketamine. you took. Okay. Ketamine, 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 <laughs> ketamine, ketamine. Um, I love your voice of your mom, your head voice of mm. reading your mom. I think that is an another universal truth that we all have is the way that we read certain people's and- emails e- emails texts yes. in our head yes you attach a tone to it right that's Every why time. email and text are so tricky because they're so subjective and i think that you know you but yeah like you just saying like i want the world to talk to me the way i want to be talked to is like well that's impossible and never going to happen so what are what are we able to do in that moment we're able to adjust our what expectations of how the world talks to us we're able to receive it in a different way well like what what can you and i do when we're irritated by these things i like to approach things with a positive bent even if it's negative okay and then because then it maybe it'll be heard better as well sure like you know when we were um when we were over the holidays you were nice enough to spend some time with me to uh fill some time with my family and i had a great time um oh that's nice yeah lovely okay time. cool it was awesome. and uh you know we went shopping with steve and um you had that blanket uh-huh. for um for my brother and his husband. Mm-hmm. And you were like, what do you think of this blanket? I was like, that blanket looks great. And my dad goes, they already have blankets. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not about the blanket, dog. It's about the thought behind the thing they may like. But you know what? I future. bought the blanket anyway. And they love it. And I know Patrick is wrapped up in it right now listening to this. Oh, man. So it's like, it's the approach. It's the thought. It's the nuance of how you want to, how I engage with people is how I want to be engaged with. And when they come at me with negativity or they come at me with like a, yeah, but, or how are you? And they're like, Ugh. like, I don't need that in my fucking life i've but got I my wonder that... woman cuffs up so i can block it with my bracelets <laughs> totally you know what i'm saying totally but i would also say that like when i'm just going to talk about me i don't want to say when you feel crabby so i'm just gonna make this all about me when i feel crabby i assign intentions to people that don't exist and i receive things in a way that are not meant so i try my best when i'm receiving something from someone that i feel like you know don't buy that thing they already have one or whatever and I'm like oh that you know I feel like that's you know not not coming from a place a happy place Mm -hmm. I that's that's on me yeah I feel that you know know how you know why I know I'm crabby because I'm hungry so like I'm gonna eat while you you gotta fix everything you gotta fuck what the hell did I just bring you here to like get you high and give you snacks (laughs) is that the purpose of this podcast now keep Mike alive (laughs) 
You're like, I'm crabby and I don't want to smoke and I'm hungry. Yeah, now I'm, I'm going to like eat my feelings. Well, yeah. do you want to promote all the shows you're doing right now? <laughs> They're like, going to keep you alive no. so you can fly to Hawaii and fucking headline in Hawaii this Friday the 3rd, uh, I think, in Honolulu. This episode is called Mary Jane Carries the Show on Her Back <laughs> <laughs> while Listen, Mike lays I've under a gravity blanket. by therapeutic psychedelics. Let's get into it. And then, well, also, um, check us out, please, on February 5th, this Sunday. We've got a live show. We're so excited. I know we've got some great friends who are coming in the audience thank you all who have bought tickets already check out the link in our uh, show notes and all over our instagram it's at four o'clock at the gateway theater in san francisco we got 90 minutes of snacks giveaways trivia fun fucking crazy cool guests katrina davis jordan morris and vanessa gonzalez it's gonna be a great fucking time please don't miss it i'm so excited we also have a surprise guest oh we do <laughs> oh we do that's right don't give it away don't won't Big, give it away fat surprise very excited about yeah it. i'm really excited too yeah on the fifth come through so yeah. it's a sunday 4 p.m we're gonna play a bunch of games with the audience i'm excited i know I'm really excited. um so you want to uh, me to talk about why i'm feeling a little like positivity I'm so stoked that you're doing this. I, I feel baby. like, uh, you know, we're both talking about things that we also talk about in therapy on this podcast All right the now. time. So but, much therapy. But do you mind if I kind of give a peek behind the veil a bit on your last session that you shared with me? Well, that, my last therapy session? Yeah. And what and what they said to you as far as their you, wish? You want to you want to tell people what my therapist said to me? Yeah, I was I was I was on the Zoom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could just say it. OK. Or do you want to say it? Um, I'm just really excited for you. Thank you. So it's hard for me to like not share it because it's it, it's like me handing you a, a gift uh -huh. and then telling you what it is before you open right. it because I'm stoked. It. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. So yeah, no, I mean, it's I'm stoked to talk about it. it. You know, you and I have talked about this for so long and I, you know, have all of these diagnoses that I have found help for with psychedelics through various ways, but I've never really like sat down and done just like purely therapeutic psychedelics in like a pre prescribed way. And a few months ago, I was lucky enough to receive this ketamine protocol, but I hadn't done it. I hadn't set aside the time to do it. Um, and I don't know why, um, but I had a, yeah, like you're saying, I had a hard therapy session last week and at the end of it was totally kind of a mess. And my therapist just looked at me and was like, you know, my dream for you is to do that ketamine. And uh, so I had a session yesterday. I asked you to be my trusted ally. Yep. I signed a contract and everything. Yo. Yeah, it was serious. I took it damn serious too. You sure did. You showed up at my place so prepared and I had prepared my whole space and done all of the, you know, the intentional everything, the set and the setting and journaling. And I fasted beforehand and all that stuff. And I don't actually want to talk too much about the experience itself. I want to sort of hold it close because it was a very obviously personal and intense experience that I'm still processing, honestly. So I don't actually want to talk about that yet. I will maybe after I've finished some more sessions. Can I talk about protocol? Because yeah. I do think that um, I've never heard a podcast that talks about um, ketamine therapy uh, protocol before and like yeah, yeah. what it actually looks like. So that I would love to talk about on here because ideally, maybe somebody listening to this says, oh, maybe that is also going to help me. Sure. The way it seems like one session out of four so far has really helped you, at I don't least know. like in the moment. Yeah, I don't even want to use that language. Okay, but I found it very informative, enlightening, interesting, intense, a bunch of things. I don't want to say it helped me because I think that language is... Um, uh, what's the word? I can't even think of the word, but it's it um, inaccurate. 
<laughs> yeah, not only inaccurate, but it's sort of like it it makes it just one thing that is like I'm not sure if there are only positive side effects. Like I'll see in a couple of days, yeah. like maybe I'll have something bubble up and be like, oh, that's a weird thing that I received from that session that isn't helpful. Yep. You know, I just yes. want to. Yeah. OK, so let's pigeonhole pigeonhole it. <laughs> I feel like Natasha Lyonne in her new show Poker Face where every episode there's one word that she can't fucking remember or figure out and uh, great show check it out Natasha Lyonne is a sexy fucking bitch and that show is really fantastic Ryan Johnson's a fantastic show creator and uh, but anyway I feel like that today mm -hmm. but I've done it twice now with Copacetic and Pigeonhole so and just like Natasha you <sighs> land it finally and you're like Pigeonhole <laughs> <laughs> there we go anyway I don't want to pigeonhole it by saying it hopped to me great um, protocol wise um, this is something that you took, like, can I just like talk about the protocol that yeah, I yeah. saw? I'm happy to talk about everything surrounding my actual okay. ketamine cool. journey. Um, because it came to you and it was four lozenges, mm -hmm. um, each one 150 milligrams of ketamine. Correct. And then with that, um, four ginger pills to help with nausea. And you fast before this so that it can, you know, kapow you as much as it is possible to kapow. <laughs> and you take the ginger pill for nausea. And then the rest of it, um, uh, my job was to check on you every 15 minutes because it's not my job to be there. It's not my job to ask questions. It's not my job to say anything at all. My job is to check on you every 15 minutes, just kind of peek my head into a room to mm -hmm. make sure you're breathing and everything is okay. Um, if you need to be held, there's a safe word. Um, and not held like hugged, but like if you just need some human contact while you're going through that trip, there's a safe word. What was your safe word? Um, yesterday it was, I don't want to say it because I might want to use it again. Okay, bet. Yeah. Cool. It's a good safe word. Um, and it's food. <laughs> it is a food. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah the but safest I might wanna, thing in the world. I might want to use it again and I don't want to get stuck in my okay. head that I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And then um, the rest of it is like your procedure. So that's my job as the ally was right. to check in on you every 15 minutes. Be prepared. Have water. Um, I really did set a timer for every 15 minutes. I, yeah. I and, could sense um, you there the whole time, which cool. was really fucking cool. And when oh, you good. say it wasn't your job to be there, it wasn't your job to be in the room with me, but you right. were there like in my, you came over to my house and like hung out with my animals. <laughs> so yeah, I was totally free to just do my thing. Yeah. yeah. And then you, uh, you had headphones on yep. and there's a whole journey that yes. the headphones take you through. There was an hour-long um, meditation that came along, and there are several of them that you can choose from, and I just decided to start with the first one suggested, which was called Presence, and it's a 10-minute meditation that you start with where you sort of dissolve the lozenge in your mouth, and then the meditation thing invites you to lie down, and then there's sort of a 50-minute soundscape of all sorts of like binaural beats and sounds, and then at the end of it, they sort of invite you back, and it was timed out incredibly well. I mean, they've done a really nice job. I don't want to give the name of the company because um, I'm not promoting a company on here. It's a very cool experience. And if I feel like sharing who it was, I certainly will down the road. But um, it was neat. And I was, I was really, I mean, I have done a lot of work with psychedelics to, you know, for grief, for trauma, all that kind of stuff. I've certainly done it intentionally as well. I'm not saying that I've never done psychedelics intentionally, but this was prescribed to me through telehealth and I took my blood pressure with a cuff they sent to me in the mail before I lay down and listened to a program. Like it was very, very, very different for me because usually I would go to the beach or go out to the woods and sort of, you know, light a candle and perform some rituals for myself for set and setting before doing them. Very mo much more organic and very much my own sort of like intuition and instinct for what I need. This was a prescribed hour and they can't prescribe what happens in your head, obviously. Right. But uh, it was pretty fucking interesting. 
And I, I'm really glad I um, fasted as long as I did beforehand. All I did, I got up and I had um, cottage cheese in the morning and a cup of coffee. And then the session, you and I had agreed that you would come over at 3.30 and I would start at 4. Yes. So by 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I was, you know, doing this whole thing. And when I woke up at 5.30, I was so hungry. And I'd been laughing during the session because my stomach was growling. So while I was like in this sort of like deep, deep, deep psychedelic trip, I would, I could also hear this like, <laughs> and when I came out of it, you stuck your head in and I was journaling because I'd sat up at that point and, uh, and you just looked at me and I was like, I'm just journaling, but I'm so fucking hungry. <laughs> so funny. And so, well, so I knew you were hungry end. before it because you're like, I'm starving. And I go, you can't have your dinner until you finish your ketamine. <laughs> you gotta finish your ketamine. <laughs> Take your ketamine, woman. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh my God. And then we ordered uh, some summer buffalo, uh, producer Mark. I know you love that place. Shout out. We got some Beyond Meat because I really didn't want any. Um, any meat after it, which is really interesting. It's like, you know, psychedelics so often make me just want to eat plants. Mm-hmm. So we got some um, Beyond Meat delicious uh, curried noodles. And uh, when we were walking back from there, I was like, yeah, all I'd had was coffee, cottage cheese, and ketamine all day. <laughs> it's a perfect Sunday. <laughs> I really needed to have some curry noodles to wrap that up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it um, was great. I was really, and thank you so much. I mean, I've obviously thanked you a million times in person, but thank you on here because I, I think that, you know, for anyone who is interested in doing this, w- one of the crucial aspects for me in having what um, I think, you know, I would term an enjoyable experience um, overall, even though it was incredibly intense and there were tricky parts for it for sure, but I, I am feeling good about it, was feeling that my trusted ally was there, that you were, that I was safe, you know? Yeah. Um, that's just a huge part of it. And it was part of the meditation as you were sort of dropping into it. They just say, you are safe. And it was such an important thing to hold in my head for the whole time as I navigated some stuff that bubbled up that was tricky. Yes. Yeah. So thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. I would I'm say so don't, happy for you. Don't ever like if you are choosing to do this, don't choose someone that you would have any any doubts about being there for you when you're you're at your most vulnerable. So yeah. you were that for me. Thank you. So this is the first time that set and setting, which I think is thrown around so much, uh-huh. whether it's in psychedelics or cannabis or um seeing Zed at Life is Beautiful. You know <laughs> okay. what I mean? Like whatever sure. it is. Like it's thrown around in a way it's that specifically like, for yeah. But this is the first des- description I've heard where set and setting is like not only um important and amplifying, but it's mm. it's doing it through um something like telehealth and like sure. medicine and things like that. Where normally when I think of set and setting, I think about how much Molly I'm putting up my butthole while I dance my face off uh. and then go to Vegas and then come back and I'm a sweaty, greasy, gray mess of Tito's MDMA. You but know what I mean? That's not set and setting at all. And that's not set and setting. That's, you're not... that's like a beautiful like cleansing that I love to do and you I enjoy need to that. do. Yeah. I, I it's important to my life to scrub the fucking cassette you can just put it in your it mouth it kicks in faster you could just put it in your the mouth the problem man. is when you get the powder kind <laughs> just put it in your mouth man because then you're like oh where's you're, this powder don't going don't put molly up your butt <laughs> set setting <laughs> <laughs> just eat it <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i know what you mean yeah you know it, i think it's thrown around as like a party idea yeah no it's not i think at all like if any if you but this is the thing it has been co-opted it is to me because i'm yeah. not i'm not deep in the culture like you are mary jane like my culture is a party culture, culture a bit more and so when i think of set and setting i know you're a partier i know you're a partier <laughs> but you also write for vox and rolling stone about these things that is not my purview when i think of set and setting 
Right. And I'm just saying that set and setting actually does come from that very intentional kind of stuff from, from, you know, um, like indigenous traditions and spiritual traditions and, you know, to some degree, like just the sort of countercultural traditions of people who would like, you know, trip, trip to turn on, you know, and all the sort of like wonderful American um, psychonauts, you yeah. know, that we know about like Timothy Leary and Ram Dass and all that like set and setting is, is very important and comes from that, uh, you know, all of those schools of thought. Um, but like you're saying, it also, I think, yeah, sure, has been co-opted to some degree. Although I don't hear party culture people being like, you know, make sure the set and setting is right so you can put Molly up your butt and go dancing. I think a more accurate for, way for me to say it is when I think of set and setting, I think mm. of party culture. Okay. Because I'm not um, steeped in the psychedelic community in a in a therapeutic way. Okay. You know? So it was it's, interesting for you to just see a different sort of aspect of exactly. it. Exactly. Like Got to it. me, this was the most pure, easy to understand way of thinking of set and setting. Mm. Uh, because I've never, I've always heard it and I've always like tried to say it without really like thinking of anything except zing zed it, life is beautiful. And so, you know, like that's, and so, you know, this was like yeah, a yeah, real yeah. testament to what that means. Totally, totally. Yeah, I get it. I, I mean, you know, part of it for me, this was a first, I think for me, because I'm a kind of a disorganized, messy person, is that I cleaned the fuck out of my whole house. My bathroom was immaculate. I cleaned under my bed. My bed was made up fresh with a beautiful new, like, pretty duvet cover i lit the gorgeous candle that you given me for christmas i had like watered all my plants like i oh, yeah i did all of those things and that was so nice it's just so nice and of course i've heard people talk about that a million times but i'm just naturally a person who always has like stuff on every surface unfolded clothes this is just how we live archie and boba will always like you know stuff everywhere there's a million dog toys on the floor probably some cat poop in the corner <laughs> you know it's like an exuberant mess my life is an exuberant joyous mess most of the time not always joyous always messy <laughs> so that was a big part of it for me as well and honestly like that's a huge thing that i want in my life is to actually live intentionally and 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 be more organized and i was talking with our friend natalie the other night um about how every single night she does a reset to neutral every night, no matter what's going on. And that's something that she learned. She's a ballet dancer and she also studied massage and she learned it both in both of those worlds where when you leave the room or the rehearsal studio or wherever, you have to do a reset to neutral. So the space is ready for the next person. Interesting. And she does it for herself in her own house every night. And I was like, okay, so I've really started to sort of try and, you know, emulate that and just do all of the dishes before I go to bed. Never leave a dish in a sink. I mean, I've been doing this for like five days, but it's nice. You five know? days. I think it's like two weeks to break or start a habit, something like yep. that. So five days means you're almost near halfway. <laughs> I'm almost perfect. Yeah. I took ketamine and I did the dishes and damn, if I'm not an evolved human being, everybody should give me all of their money Yes. Um, just to tell them what to do. I could be a life coach. You are a life coach. <laughs> hey, when we cut this clip, guys, can you put a golden aura around mary jane in this moment please do you see the glow <laughs> thank jesus. you jesus i mean that's the worst like the zeal of the newly converted right the person who like does something one or two times and then they're like i found the way i think that's great i am i have come around to loving that because when oh, i know when i left amsterdam like when i left amsterdam loved it so much i left paris early to go back to amsterdam yeah and every time now that i have a moment to like squeak in things about amsterdam like i'm looking up when their comedy festival is like i love the 
I love the 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 excitement of the newly converted. That means you're like having a wonderful experience that you want to share with everybody. And I think yes. that's a very good positive thing. It absolutely is. I think it's lovely when someone is like into something that they just found out about. It's just annoying when like someone just found out about a band that you've known about forever and they're like, "Oh my god, have you heard Radiohead?" I and know. you're like, "Uh." Well, so yeah, well, uh, I don't want to be that on that person. note. Check out Fred again. I, I'm so late to the party. <laughs> oh my god, we have to talk. Please about watch this. Fred again's Boiler in London. Uh, no. Jungle. I'm listening to Jungle on repeat by Fred again. And goddamn, if that's not my fucking I song of the year so far. Couldn't believe that you made me watch that for a solid 20 minutes before. I, uh, granted, I needed a break before I could watch The Last of Us with you. You know, it was a hell of an episode. episode. Watching that to talk about on here, I was like, I don't know if I want to talk about this episode on here. Maybe we don't even have to. But if you want to see an amazing tour de force by Nick Offerman, please do. And and his acting partner Uh, Murray uh, Murray Bartlett Bartlett. Mm -hmm. Uh, What an amazing episode of Last of Us. Also, don't want to bring that energy to the pod. Really, sure. It's it's absolutely fucking beautiful, and I'm so excited for where that show is going. And one hell of an hour of television that was absolutely fucking heartbreaking and beautiful. And congratulations to everyone who made it and whoa (laughs) so yeah leading up to it we or no was it afterwards i can't even remember it was afterwards to reset after the last of us episode three season one right i was like i know what this party needs we need to watch this boiler room thing with this guy djing and there was just a bunch of people jumping up and down for 20 minutes looking very sweaty and you were like it's so great and i was like i'm sure it's the music is fine and uh and then you were like, but watch this. And then this guy like unplugs everything and shuts the fucking vibe down. Yep. And I was like, why did we just watch this? <laughs> why did I just watch 20 minutes of sweaty people jumping up and down and then someone killing the vibe? This is like the antithesis of what I want to watch right now. <laughs> I do not want to watch someone killing a vibe. Because I like watching people fail and be horrified and then being like i will never be that person the mortification the mortification of like bumping into at the peak of the drop of a fred against that and this guy who is just like free and flowing um he looks like a sweaty drunken talk about molly up your butt yeah his name was was rodney kept throwing up the middle finger um interestingly uh, after i watched an interview between fred again and i think his name is zed um, and they talk about that moment and Fred again has this like beautiful spin on it where he's like, if somebody is in bliss and present in the moment and that is an accident that happens, okay. that means that they are swept up in something wonderful and I will never condescend them for an accident like that when everybody is there to have a great time. I wonder if he believes that because I feel like underneath he's like, get the fuck away from my equipment you bunch of fucking losers we should ask natasha leone i just need some elbow room where is security why have i bumped by the been bumped by this man five fucking times but of course he wants to put out the like all good vibes you know mm-hmm. see this is what the hippie culture did for a really long time hippies everyone thought they were like the happiest sweetest kindest people they are the angriest mother most motherfuckers. is that like, right half of them are like fucking bioterrorists they're like they oh would, no they would really? blow up dams and absolutely like, like some real fight club shit huh yes hippies are fucking mean outlaws in a lot of ways and i'm not dis- disrespecting or denigrating them like I, I i respect that whole culture so much but like that whole peace and love also cloaked a lot of rage. A lot of rage. A, a lot, lot of, of rage. That's what the weed is for. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it gets you, you know, feeling a little looser, a little more happy. Well, this is actually a good tie into our news story this week. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to, can I do a little Grubla Gazette? Mm-hmm. Let's do the Grubla Gazette. Okay. Uh, brought to you by Archie. <laughs> this week, Archie is here on the couch with me. 
conked out like a little rock star pirate. And we can also shout out uh, oh. who has it. Oh, let's shout out who has it. Awesome. Yes, I got these hippies out of this fantastic snack box. We've been hooked up with so many amazing boxes containing um, fucking amazing snacks, candy, popcorn, Christie's, potato chips, hippies, um, chocolate, drinks, and weed. And it's just, they're so great. You can check them out at uh, whohasit.co. Yes, and use code Weed and Grub, and um, we're doing a little affiliation thing with them because you know stuff is cool as shit, and they have a uh, 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 fucking Twix popcorn. Oh my god! Oh man, the Twix popcorn is All the candy so popcorns. so bomb. Yeah, they brought a bunch of boxes during the uh, comedy store show, Blazers mm-hmm. After Party, and they hooked up everyone on my show. Oh, the night uh, Quentin Tarantino was at the comedy the store. The night Quentin Tar- Tarantino was there, and you know, I'm, we might have said what's up to each other and a little head nod here and there. Dope. No big deal. Your show was great, by the way. Thank you, Mary yeah, Jane. It was a really good show. I really appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. It was and a lot of fun. And so Steph and Who Has It came by and hooked everyone up with gift boxes. So go to whohasit.co, use code Weed and Grub, and just go through their whole selection. Make a gift box for your friends. Make a gift box for yourself. Mm-hmm. Make a gift box for your friends' friends if you're looking for new friends. <laughs> and uh, Mark, what did that say? Quentin Tarantino, did he suck any toes? No. Yes. Come on. Absolutely, he did. You think in the bathroom? Definitely. I hope not in the bathroom. <laughs> Moving on. Yo, you know that there's some. Like barefoot vomit. girl, Please. her heels off I in the cannot. bathroom. It's not okay. That is not an okay thought for me. That He's banned me- from the beach. Do you know that? What's the news? <laughs> 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 this is from High Times. And um, <laughs> I, I chose this news story for a couple of reasons. Uh, Nike challenges a trademark of a hemp company whose slogan is just hemp it. So recently, Nike filed a trademark complaint against CBD company for trying to use the trademark Just Hemp It. Just Hemp It. Yep. So as we all know, Nike is one of the largest footwear and athletic gear companies in the world. And um, this is a Texas... Excuse me, sorry. And this is a Texas-based CBD company called Revive Farming Technologies, who filed their own trademark on Just Hemp It in 2019. Okay. And now cut to a couple years later, and Nike's like, you can't do that. Right. There's a couple of interesting parts of this. One is um, under the Lanham Act, Section 43C, and then a bunch of numbers and letters, Nike (laughs) said, um, you can't use any type of version of just do it because it falls under the famous phrase category. Sure. So there must have been some huge court case where it was like any version, like famous phrase. Fame, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, ba 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 ba. So, so that means I can't famous. say, um, okay, do you recognize this? Um, where's the cheese? Yes. Would be a, t- a take you, off You'd on... get in trouble with beef companies where's far and wide. Right, right, right. Absolutely. And so um, <laughs> through that, that was a great example, yeah, by the thanks. way. Yeah, thanks. I was uh, on the fly, man. <laughs> Came so up with sick. a hot example. Like, damn. Sick. <laughs> got cheese see that ketamine brain turning like, oh my god brilliant she's flying um this isn't the first time that nike has had problems with this no i'm sure they're fucking litigious as fuck they do it all the time they smash yes. small companies all the time Ugh. um i'm gonna put a little asterisk there because i want to tie this into sneakers in a moment because there's something really interesting i want to talk about but um there's also the also if we branch out from Nike, you know, Gorilla Glue had a problem with Gorilla Glue strains, and so there was a lawsuit. Oh, the company Gorilla Glue. Yeah, yeah. there was a there was, was a company lawsuit where it's like, guys, the you, strain is called GG Four now. Yeah, GG number four. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, UPS and Hershey have also had disputes. Uh, Harborside. Oh. Had a uh, edibles company that was similar to Hershey's product and branding. Oh. So it didn't say Hershey's, but. The font, the color, okay. everything about yeah, 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 yeah. it looked like a Hershey bar. Excuse me one second. I have to cough. Okay. <coughs> Sorry. 
Uh, same with Sour Patch Kids, Cinnabon. Skittles, famously. Skittles, yeah. exactly. So this goes all the way down. The things that are interesting to me is, one, you can't fucking... Um, Girl Scout cookies. Jesus Girl Scout Christ. cookies. I mean, but yeah. all of these things are targeted towards kids and candy. Sure. Um, and so I understand why that would be a problem because I don't want anyone to confuse Skittles with Skittles. I think it's like a no-brainer for me to be like, stop it. Like, kids eat candy. We cannot call something like this that I don't think a 12-year-old should smoke candy. Like, all about that. But when it comes to things like Nike and Just Hemp It, and they're like, this could cause confusion. Yeah, that's, that's not related And this to... is going to damage our thing. It's sure. like, no, it's not. You're fucking Nike. Shut up. Like, yeah. shut up. Yeah. Well, I imagine it's because, yeah, they're just not going to make any money off it. Like, they're happy to partner with... They have a strawberry cough shoe. Right. You know? Oh, my gosh. They've they got, do. Yeah. They've got a bunch of, like, weed-related... Like, they've got co-branded stuff. I think they're doing something with Huff and Kiva, maybe. I just mm. heard. I'm not sure. But anyway, it's not like... Nike is, you know, totally anti-cannabis or anything. They're just, just... anti-little guys who can't help yeah. them as well. They're anti-anything that's not yeah. big and established. Well, you know, and those big companies just like love protecting their stuff so that, you know, if there is an opportunity to make money off that at some point down the road, then they, they will own that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I see, mm, that's such a double standard. I kind of understand it when you put it in those terms. Like if... If I if I was a huge company like Nike yeah. and Apple wanted to do a fucking vape with me, some vape tech, I'd be like, yeah, of course. And uh -huh. it'll be called Just Vape It and we'll use Apple tech and it'll be fine. But if a tiny, tiny company wanted to come out with a Nike vape and call it Just Vape It, I'd be like, ooh, you, yeah, ain't, big, you like, ain't big enough for me to fuck with. Of course, with. it's Go just away. like anything else. You don't want to piddle around with the piddly piddlers. Piddly piddlers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, this also ties into some CBD news that I'm actually writing a story about right now for Vox that is uh, the FDA came out with a statement that they're not going to regulate CBD. Like everyone was sort of Hoping, you know, after this huge boom of CBD over the last five years, there have like been, you know, everything from like dog treats to face washes to supplements and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And so um, everyone has really been hoping that the FDA would finally come out with some sort of regulatory thing and say like, yes, it is, <clears throat> you know under FDA rules, we are going to allow this as a supplement or whatever. And instead, they just came out with this huge statement that was like, not only are we not going to regulate this, we're going to say that like, we need Congress to like make a special set of rules oh. because of the nature of the substance, basically, which oh is you know, because God. it's cannabis related. So, what I just heard you say is the Biden administration mm -hmm. that promised it a lot is moving backwards into worse it. things. Well, the Biden administration, it's, this isn't the Biden administration. This is the FDA, which is the Food and Drug Administration, which is under the Biden administration. But it's, it's under its, its own, watch. It's, own it's, it's, it's its own thing. And they are kicking it back to Congress. I mean, they're just playing. They're punting it. They're kicking it down the, you know, I'm just trying to look up the. I had the thing pulled up for the. Um, what the actual um, press release was. But anyway, it's just a bunch of basically what, you know, we've just said, which is like, they're like, it's not um, a food supplement and we're not able to regulate it and we need um, new laws in place. And so the piece I'm writing is looking into like, what's going to happen to the CBD market? And, yeah. Um, so two political leaders um, <clears throat> couldn't make an agreement with lobbyists for a certain amount of money in a briefcase. One of them <laughs> said 1.2 million. The other one said 900,000. And then they just said, well, see you next year. And uh, as soon as we can get those people paid off, we can finally move in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, on the sneaker thing that I wanted to tie into, there was a guy named there is a guy named John Geiger who is a um custom sneaker maker. He okay. just makes all his own sneakers and his stuff really blew up. And he would take Nike silhouettes, like an Air Force One or something like that, and then he would put his own spin on them and they were just like gorgeous, but they were obviously based on mm -hmm. this Nike silhouette and uh he grew in such popularity 
that he was really making he's really making a lot of money his custom things are on like uh football players playing in pro games you know like all this stuff and eventually nike just sued him and cease and desist and is like you're stealing all of our ip trademarks everything mm-hmm. and you're profiting off of it and he won the lawsuit oh because he got so big and they came to an agreement and it's, so it's like it's time it's things like that that are great because Nike said, okay, if you tweak this and tweak that, right. you're established enough. It's obviously inspired by- Well, wasn't Virgil, Virgil Abloh famous for- King just, of it. Yeah. He put out his free blueprint of how to do that. It was like his take on exactly. uh, fashion. Exactly. my understanding, right? Yeah. Right. So there will be a time when Nike and we do come together. You just have to have enough clout and a big enough reach for it to be worth their while. Otherwise, it's you are a bad It's not about clout or reach. It's about money. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Just like- you know cbd being punted around it's all about money yeah i i truly think like that's that's what's so frustrating about it is because like if it if it were some like up-and-coming fucking mad cool artist they i don't think they would do it they'd celebrate it they'd be like yo let's go they would yes okay i truly so maybe believe it is about cloud it is yeah because you have to it's it's reach too right like mm-hmm. um um Geiger, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, if I were to guess his demographic of people that buy his sneakers, I bet it's like 20s deep in the sneakerhead game, yeah. want to wear some Air Force One, but have a sick twist on it that won't also be at the convention. So you got a Geiger Air Force One, which shows like not only are you in the know, but you're not standard. You're not mm-hmm. a basic bitch, right? And at a certain point, that kind of clout resonates towards... Um, making a shitload of money mm-hmm. so i think it is clout kind of clout first. clout forward clout forward it's a clout forward business <laughs> a clout forward collaboration with nike <laughs> the money comes later <laughs> mm. you're a lot funnier on this one than me <laughs> <laughs> well you are crabby <laughs> <laughs> no i'm saying it, it's a compliment i don't know i don't think i am at all i keep track every episode of laughs oh my god who my laughs each how can you keep track of each of our laughs? No one's laughing. It's just us. You're keeping track of imagined laughs. Imagined laughs. Oh my fucking god. And then god. I go home and I add a little Mike. to my little score sheet that's taped under my dresser so no one can see it. Oh wow, that's imagined laugh uh tally is I'm okay. I don't do that. <laughs> and I think that's good for me. <laughs> I do academy treatment. <laughs> like it's all about like why do I tally laugh? <laughs> Wait, you count claps too. I count claps. Yeah, I do. I don't think that certain people deserve a full ten claps from me in the audience. Right. I'm I'm a heavy, I'll give you a three to four for most things. A six is a massive compliment, but ten claps, boy, you better blow my fucking dick off. Wow. Pen- <laughs> yeah. So I do count claps. <laughs> Okay. Uh. <laughs> uh, claps and imagine laughs. Um, I would like anyone to write in and let us know how many times you have laughed during this episode and how many were Mike's and how many were mine. And then we'll see if that matches up with your imagine laugh tally. Truly, if there's anyone out there willing to do this, we will uh, send you a box of some something fun. Yeah. A bunch of funds. Yep. Great. And I'd love to win. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you can't curry favor. <laughs> Dude, man, you're all fucking crazy Ooh, today. Curry Favor is a good name for a restaurant. That would be. I, mm, right? I would go there. Yeah. That I was would, curry noodles last night. were real would. good. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had a couple more other things on this list, and we also have an unboxing to do. I know. What do we want to get to? I was going to think. Okay. I am thinking. Okay. 
currently are thought thinking. It. I've thought. You thought it already. Um, it, it is thunk. It has been thunk that we could shout out our dear friends mm-hmm. while I do this unboxing. Okay. You know what I mean? So they can listen to you and try to not listen to me unpack all this stuff. Oh, I'm not talking while you're unboxing. Let's just unbox. Okay, let's unbox. I'm, honestly, this is truly because, and I'm, I'm doing this in a selfish way, it's because I get anxious when I am trying to do something while something else is happening. And you are a multitasker. So you... I could unbox that stuff while you talk, if that's what you want to do. But the anxiety that I just felt, I felt a little stab of trying to talk over you doing something because my brain literally shuts down. Oh, I'm really good at singular focus to the point that it alienates no, people and makes them multifocus in in yeah in in like. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't, I'm so focused. I can't think of the word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cause I feel like I, yeah. I am so want, you know, if I am there's, yeah, I can't do, I can't do that. I can't talk while you do that. Okay. I'm basically having a fucking meltdown about trying to talk while you're unboxing. Yeah. You so. put your hands on yeah. your side of your head, like horse. You, you asked me last night if someone actually puts their hands to their mouth when they're scared or shocked, like someone did it in, uh, in poker face, we were watching poker face and something bad happened and the actor went like, <gasps> and then you're like, do you, does, do people really put their hand to their face when Absolutely. they're shocked? Yes, they do. Really? Yeah, I do it. I do it all the time, like th- three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see something and I'll be like, oh my God, all the time. I believed you when you just did that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I truly have never like, believed it. I put my f- hand to my face the other night when I was walking in West Hollywood with Archie and I had, I don't know what I ate, maybe some egg salad. I was gassy and uh, I was walking Archie around West Hollywood, quiet, beautiful, leafy streets late at night. And I came around a corner with Archie and there was just some guy out for his late night stroll by himself, you know, also just enjoying the quiet evening air. And as I rounded the corner, I burped so loud in his face (laughs) that he I mean, we didn't even say anything. <laughs> I just turned to the left like a fucking toy soldier in the Nutcracker and was just like, Ding, and just like, da, 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 da. and uh, and then I, I was like, I was, I was, oh my godding it with my hands to my face all the way home. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> noise. Thank you, Mark. It was disgusting, and I'm so sorry, my sweet neighbor, whoever you are. God love you. God love you. Ugh. Oh, it was that's gross. Fun. That is gross and it was funny. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. Anyway, <laughs> um, before we unbox, let's shout out Candy is Dandy. Oh my God! Yes, Candy is Dandy. Our new friends. Fucking so excited about this pod. Mm-hmm. It is obviously about candy. It's a podcast that's entirely vo- devoted to um, candy, and each week they have a different candy that they rate and review. I'm and halfway through the first episode yeah, because they just started it. Yeah. Um, I've already left a five-star review, okay. just, just so everyone knows, because it is really great. <laughs> but the first one is about Snickers, yeah. and it's like the history of sick Snickers. They they cut it, and they examine it. They get deep into the nougat and what nougat means. Wow. Like, it's a real fun, deep dive. I, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, we've learned that some of their other eps include things like... Uh, they have evidently discovered the connection that Butterfingers has to the atomic bomb. Okay. So when that up comes out, I'm so excited. Or maybe it's out now. I'm not sure. It's fucking exciting. And they have, uh, oh, they've tasted way too many peach rings with Comedy Bang Bang's Carl Tart. He rocks. Fuck yes. Yeah. So cool. Oh, have you ever heard him do Carmen Sandiego on Comedy Bang Bang? No. Or no, he does the um, the commissioner from oh. Carmen Sandiego. He says gumshoes a lot. <laughs> 
Speaking of candy is dandy. Yes. Gumshoes. Yeah. Fucking A. So um, good. They're out now everywhere uh, you get your podcast. It's called Candy is Dandy, the candy review. Um, make sure to check them out. We'll link to them in the show notes as well. Absolutely. I mean, what? there is no other candy podcast out there. Not that I know of. Not that I know. Oh, and the other fun thing that they do is you buy the candy. They let you know what oh, the homework is. I, so you do, a, like, I love homework for a pod. I have a couple that I listen to where it's fun to, like, either watch an episode of TV that they talk about or... You know, like yeah. I know Doughboys, it's like so awesome to like always follow along with where they're eating. So I'm like so excited to like, or I hope they do like, I mean, I'm imagining they're going to do candy from around the world. So I'm here for all of the Canadian and English chocolate. Ooh, Very yeah. excited. If you need guests, I would love to talk about Mint Arrow. <laughs> Mint arrow is delicious. That's the one that has like, oh, I hit the mic. That has the air pockets in yes, it. Yes, it's all like the a arrows. pockety. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oof. It's so good. And mint arrow is the tippity toppity top notch. Awesome. Titty titty bang bang. <laughs> Candy is dandy. <laughs> Candy is dandy. Check them out. <laughs> so right. excited. Um, do you want to give a little background to this baby? I don't even know anything about it other than it's a, bo a box of goodies from our dear friends at Puffco. It is our dear friends at Puffco. Uh -huh. uh, they sent it to both of us. Mm -hmm. um, well, the, you're the holding email it real tight. Was, you know, well, I mean, I, I do a bit more dabbing than you. Uh, <laughs> it's probably going to live at my place. And mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they just sent that email and it said, gratitude. What's your e what's your address? Oh, yeah. Like, come on, y'all. Thank you, Roger. And it's our friend Betsy, who uh, we met when she wasn't at Puffco and now she's working at Puffco, which is so dope when like cool people in the industry come together and just work. It, you know, it's yeah. always so nice. OK, so here we so go. Maybe I'll do this unboxing this okay, way. OK, you can do it that way and then hand me. <gasps> what the fuck I knew it. That? I knew it. 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 It's the new Puffco droplet. Yeah. It just dropped. Hey. Oh, are you, this is so Hand sick. Hand it over. There's two of them too. One one for oh both my of God, my hands. One for, yo, I get one of these. Here, I'm going to pop mine open. Oh. Oh, let's see what this so I, is. So I pretty exclusively use all Puffco products for dabbing and stuff. And the I proxy. love the proxy so much. Yes. I carry it everywhere with me. I use the Cupsy because I don't really dab, but the Cupsy is a little flower coffee coffee cup bong. And I use it all the time. It's so fucking handy. You can just like keep it in your fucking car. And uh, yeah, Puffco's it, man. Oh, they just get it. So they this just is, get it. I'm opening this up. I don't know what this is. The droplet this is beautiful. Rules. Oh, it's a glass. Whoa. Look at that thing. What the fuck? Okay. Quick start. Fill water with... Oh, this is for the proxy. I see. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. You don't have your proxy here, do you? I don't have it with... Oh, wait. No way. Did Come they send on. a proxy to you? That's I'll get so the, I'll get the fucking rad. packaging away from the mic. Oh, my God. Mary Jane? Yes. Yes, we got proxies. Wait. Not only do we get proxies, but we got the silicone ones. Oh. And the silicone ones are for people like you and I who drop things all the time. Okay. I'm not going to try and like crack into this because it's going to take too much time on the pod. But basically, yeah, the proxy is their modular vaporizer. It's like the coolest fucking thing. It looks like a Sherlock pipe. And the unit that's in it that heats up is you can remove it and then pop it into something like this, the droplet. It's basically like a customizable heating unit. And that's what Puffco is so incredible at is creating these um, units that are like there are no fucking coils in there. They don't break. They're like, or if they do break, they will send you a replacement. They're such a fucking great company for that. And this pipe is something that you have been using. I take it to every movie with me. It's so fucking And dope. I hold it like this and I figure out Glass Onion before everyone else does. It's <laughs> awesome. Great. And now the droplet is their like beautiful attachment that's going to make smoking even fucking smoother. 
because it's going to be, it turns it into a water pipe, which is so fantastic. Thank you so much, Puffco and Roger and everyone at Puffco. It's just like the coolest place. I hope they do another Puffco PuffCon. Heck yes. Because they throw the best events. They're just the coolest people. Follow <sighs> uh, Roger. If you don't, just his personal account is a fucking good time as well. Follow Puffco and uh, at Jolly Roger on Instagram. because 5 p.m. every day, live stream. He always does the lives and it's just, uh, this is amazing thank you so much i'm so excited to i have a little station right now at my house because of my getting clean and making everything nice and i've unpacked all of my pieces of glass and i have them displayed right now and i bought fresh flowers too so this is going to go on my little awesome. display that's awesome yeah. oh man i am stoked i might thank not you. go to the comedy store tonight i might go get like dave's hot chicken and just get ripped because I have an hour left in Heat. Oh. I haven't seen Heat before, and I was getting yelled at by Dave Wade at the comedy store. Great comic, Dave Wade. <laughs> he was like, you've never seen Heat? And I was like, I've never seen Heat. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. I might not go and just get fucking puffed. That sounds fantastic. Oof. Uh, I hope that you have all of the delicious things to put in your fucking droplet and enjoy. Oh, I do. Good. That's the other thing. Roger is so generous, man. He's given me, he's given me like not only an education, yeah. Um, but he's also been like, if you want to know what really great dabs taste like mm -hmm. here's a little something and like and i'll try it and i'll be like oh okay i i am starting to understand the difference between products yeah and that's like important especially when it's a concentrate that it's going to like shoot me to the moon yeah i want to put something good in my body awesome so that when i get to the moon i can take off my mask and still like have a good time <laughs> Um, yes. And that is a great place, I think, for us to also thank you so much, Puffco. Thank you for these. I'm so excited. We'll put this on our story too and like of of like it in action for sure. Yes. Um, that's a great place to shout out some other friends because we had an incredible week uh seeing some cool stuff happen, including Potluck, which was a year of the rabbit celebration at the iSpire headquarters in Venice. And um, we ran into our friend Nima from Cannabiotics there, and Nima shared uh two new cultivars. I don't know if we're allowed to even talk about them because it felt like a supreme drop. He was like talking about how yeah. I, I really actually want to reconnect with him and talk about how they're doing what they do. Because when we interviewed them a long time ago, like right when we started this podcast, we t went to Cannabiotics and we talked to Nima about everything that they were doing at their facility here in L.A. And they were just starting their genetics testing and seed lab. And now is when they're dropping because Nima has been doing all of the fucking pheno hunting and back crossing and pollinating. And he's coming out with these new genetics at a time when the monoculture is taking over in corporate cannabis. Yes. So all of the big, big companies are growing um, gelato and Skittles and runts and Girl Scout cookies crosses and all that kind of stuff. And you go to cannabiotics and... They're the only one of the only companies that I can really think of where they have like 19 different cultivars and most of them are proprietary brand new like these two. I'm I don't even know if we're allowed to say the names. Uh, we can't say the names. But when I go to like dispensaries like Artistry and stuff like yeah. that, they always have a cannabiotic spot mm -hmm. and the price point is higher than you might. You might be like, oh, my gosh, that's a high price point. But it's, but kind. it's fucking kind and it's sold out. And it's like if you. If you're looking for great weed, always that CBX it is, a, is it. It is an it is a no fail. Yeah, yeah, cannabiotics with an X, um, and we've got to go reconnect with them because there's more stuff coming up. And I was just chatting with Nima, Nima when we saw him, and he was like, four or five months, we're gonna have some more exciting news. So. Uh, it's just like another company like Puffco, like with really like friends from the industry who have all come together to do really cool shit. Um, my old colleague, John, works over there and he's just like, it's just great. Yep. Um, it's really nice and cool. And it just feels cool to like 
hang out with people at these parties and like know them for several years and just see them rise yeah and make the coolest stuff the products the weed all that stuff it's so good what do you think about a strain name called what is this because the goal is every time you smoke it you like hook someone up with it and they're like what is this great that a good strain that is a great strain for Mike Glazer to what is this what is this (laughs) hey it's the year of the rabbit yeah fortune and fame right fortune and fame and prosperity uh yeah that whole event was sort of perfect i mean showing up the vibe from the very moment when you walk in the door and you're greeted with like you know the the first thing that i was handed was an infused um milk tea 10 milligram infused beautiful milk tea um and then i had this um when you're hungry wendy zhang made all of the um Catering. Wait, if you're going to talk about her and we're not in Cream Corner, then oh. I can't talk about no, her. No, this is, oh, yeah, like, we, yeah, yeah, this we is need Cream to, Corner. We're steering directly into Cream Corner. Okay. <laughs> cream Corner. <laughs> Mark, can you just cut that and then we'll print that as the audio for every time we do a Cream Corner? <laughs> just sounded like a car accident. <laughs> a wet car accident. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, maybe we'll cut that. Okay, Cream Corner. Here we are. <laughs> uh wendy's an amazing cook yeah i don't know maybe chef i'll say chef yeah yeah amazing chef yeah the the mochi 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 the mochi i tried um it was a strawberry mochi and on the inside was brown sh- like um brown butter mm. walnuts and uh some mung bean and i'm forgetting one or two things of course because it was the first one i've ever had but it was freaking delicious i'd never had mochi before and it's so good and she handmade all of them with her team and the cool thing that i learned uh especially for year the rabbit and maybe beyond is that walnuts represent connectivity and friendship so everything she made the ingredients within it were inspired by and a part of the celebration of year of the rabbit yeah and so like eating a walnut mochi made by hand by a new friend did feel connective, did feel wonderful. And so the whole vibe of generosity, giving and so much abundance and abundance was really beautiful. Yeah, truly like that whole vibe community that was hosted by our friend Ophelia, uh, like coming together with the AAPI community and cannabis and our friend Christina, fruit and flowers working with them and like the whole thing. Yep. The whole thing is just uh, about like giving and exchanging and generosity and that flow. And it truly like I left with my pockets stuffed with gifts. Mm -hmm. I felt like just so I floated out into the night with you. I felt like it was like, yeah, it was just like for me, I was I didn't know what to expect as far as like I was like, oh, we'll just go and like, you know, have a potluck and like eat some food. And I came out and I was like, that was like magic. Yeah, it was magic. And I got handed a bunch of microdoses and mushroom chocolates as well, which was lovely so excited about that um yeah the whole thing was beautiful it was beautiful uh two more things to add because of the event um is it Sheenwa Femme? Is that Angela's yep, handle? That's right. Sheenwa Femme? Uh-huh. So one, shout out to Angela. I, like you, vet, like I, there's such great people there. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw on Angela's IG at Sheenwa Femme. We missed it because I was trying on different sneakers to wear to the occasion, <laughs> but they had the... Uh, the dragon, yeah. where it's two people, and we had just missed it. I saw it when I was in San Francisco last. Uh, we have Sketchfest coming up February 5th, Sunday, San, <laughs> San Francisco. But um, those dragons, and they come at you, and they flutter their eyes and go around, and they had that in the building. Yeah, yeah. And that stuff is so freaking cool, especially up close. It was really rad. Yeah, yeah. And then the second thing I want to say is, uh, have you had a moon cake before? Yeah, I had one at the party. You had one at the party? Yes, it was. Wait, did you have an... Uh, sparkly one? No, I just had a regular one. Okay, because I got handed two 
supernova these, sparkles. Are these the ones that looked like a peach? And they oh. had red bean paste in the middle? No, I don't oh, know okay. what those are called. Yeah, I didn't know what the, So that's what I had was one of those. And it was delicious. It was like meant, I think they're made to look like a peach because a peach symbolizes it's the two halves. Again, like the walnut yeah. and uh, freaking delicious. With red bean paste in it. Yes. Fucking sexy. It was super sexy. I put one in my hoodie pocket and I uh, I ate it the next morning for breakfast. Ooh. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. No, these are mooncakes that uh no i didn't have a fucking moon cake where were the moon cakes when i was there well they're in my fridge i got two of them okay. and, and i was told to start slow i'll Whoa. leave it at that i don't know how much you want to say it about things like this you know sure i don't want to go too behind the scenes gotcha um but thank you i'm glad i know they're in your fridge and they're in my fridge <laughs> and i'm looking for a i'm looking forward to a supernova night great with a moon cake supernova night with a moon cake that sounds like a <laughs> great album by an up-and-coming rapper it does right <laughs> yeah yeah a little come on little baby get yeah like me. who's who's in line next who's coming up after kid cuddy um gosh good question who's the, next mike the double xl freshman class this year wasn't as good as i was hoping it would be oh okay um there was a couple bangers but those bangers are already out here so i really am looking for new hip-hop if you got it. i'm listening truly if i have it <laughs> yeah mary jane who's your favorite hip-hop artist right now oh i i just like the women Truly, like I don't yeah. know anything about hip hop, and I I sometimes am not even sure if something qualifies as hip hop. But like, I like all of the young women making music out there. Like I love Megan Thee Stallion. I love Cardi B. I love fucking, I you know, I I if someone puts on Nicki Minaj, I'm not mad about it. I like Azalea Banks, even though she said some really fucked up shit. I think her music is really cool. Yeah. You know, I just generally like the women. There's a Cardi B song with a new person. She might get double XL next year called Glorella. Oh okay. And you might like that song a lot because Cardi. Cardi and it is like, um, you ain't my friend if you if I had to look you up. Yeah, yeah. Like oh. great quotes, just banging. <laughs> Always. Eat my ass like a mango, you know, mm -hmm. just real fucking Fantastic. Cardi B shit. I used to like Cupcake. I wonder what she's up to right now. Hmm. I think she's out of Chicago. Do yeah. You know her? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a couple of her songs. Um, Glorilla. Check her out. Okay. Yeah. Check what What else we got? Uh, I was just going to say um, on the uh, potluck tip, uh, if people want to follow Wendy, her Instagram is when you're hungry, but without the H. So like her, her name, when W E N you're hungry. And, um, yeah, her food is amazing and her vibe is impact impeccable and everything is. Yeah. Yo, you know, the Copacetic. other thing, yeah. <laughs> not pigeonholed. <laughs> I'm sorry to step on that. Well, no, no, it's, I'm just ra <laughs> rambling hilarious. over here. The other thing that they hooked me up with, uh, Ophelia, Wendy, Angela, Christina, um, I went home with a potly sir infused sriracha. Oh, that's not what I was, like, I was expecting you to say. It was you just named a bunch of women and then said I went home with, and I was like, "What's he all of them?" <laughs> we all went home together. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was fun. That's a sexy pile of people. <laughs> potly infused, and I I was in the corner the whole time. I didn't. I, maybe I invited myself. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, potly has an infused sriracha now, and I'm super yes. stoked because I, you know, how one of my New Year's resolutions is to always. I might buy a rice cooker for this to always have fried rice on deck that mm. I can make, like always have old rice in the fridge. Yes. And some like infused sriracha with a little bit of fried rice, real quick, nice dinner. There are uh, products across the board. They're at Get Potly. I just know that because I looked them up because um, uh, we saw that sriracha and they make all of my favorite like infused olive oils. They make a shrimp chip and they're, um, it's all like family recipes and they're woman owned and operated. And it's like, yeah, that's, Man, it's just so nice when companies like that manage to keep going. Yes. <laughs> oh, truly. Like it's so hard for everyone. So 
you know, congratulations to to anyone who's still surviving. And yeah, um, yeah Get Potley is one of them who just seems to be doing really well. And I love their stuff. I do too. Yeah. I like this episode because we're putting good things out into the world for people we believe in. Like we always say, like this podcast is about, you know, shouting out and celebrating people and things we believe in. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this whole episode has been like, yo, this is who we fuck with. Yeah. And that feels nice at the start of the year to have one of these apps where it's like a quick like top of the year roundup of people and places and things that maybe you might want to check out. I like that. My Oh, that was Mike's uh, time to do your ketamine, it's Mike. time to do my ketamine. <laughs> Mike, we got to get out of here. I got ketamine to do. <laughs> Shout out to sticking on toes. What? I was sucking on toes. <laughs> Producer Mark weighing in with a fucking deep cut there from a Tarantino joke uh, that uh, almost made me throw up. So <laughs> shout, shout out to sucking on toes, not bathroom toes ever. Please, God. <laughs> I've, oh. I, uh, well, next time let's talk about like have you ever's like 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 oh. like t- tame have you ever's like okay. sucked on a toe like you know what I mean nothing like okay. crazy but I think that'd be funny to do like a have you ever a have you ever I would love to play a have you ever game with you yeah oh, great okay well look I got to get to my ketamine otherwise uh you know yeah I mean we have stuff that we we kind of didn't get to on our list but I'm actually okay with it because like it's what? all like uh we have time if you want to do it no it's actually okay I think uh I was just going to shout out to microdosing and going to museums because we did at that uh Ispire event um encounter some wonderful people with some delicious treats and i uh enjoyed them when i went to the getty on saturday and i was struck by how part of for me being in a museum especially when you are um microdosed a little bit and you're sort of, sort of like more aware of everything everything's slightly enhanced is that it is as much about the space in the museum as it is about looking at a piece of art on the wall that's nice and i was just so struck by that like going to the Rijks museum with you in amsterdam I mean, part of the joy of that was just being in this beautiful, huge building in a gorgeous city. Had there been nothing on the walls, I still would have walked that place. Yeah. And just been like, look at the corner. Oh, my God. Look at how, like, the perspective changes and they want me to look over there just based on yeah. layout. This architecture. Is, but yeah. yeah. I, like, I found, I was with a friend, uh, dear friend, who we've been having a lot of fun microdosing on Saturdays and hiking. And uh, I uh, was just struck by the fact that we just kept going outside <laughs> from the Getty because we were ostensibly there to like look at some impressionist paintings. And uh, we were like, I don't let's go to the garden. And then we just wandered around and looked at like the walls and the flowers for a while. It was great. That's great. Nature's yeah. paintings. Nature's paintings. Exactly. <laughs> While you were watching wrestling. I was watching wrestling. Yeah. Uh, it was a great Royal Rumble. And then I get a picture of a garden from you and I'm like, yeah. you're missing it. No, I was like, he's missing it. Fucking inside smoking weed and watching wrestling. And you're like, she's, what is she, outside looking at a bush? <laughs> We're very different. Um, I, that is like a top thing for me. I'd like to do uh, sometime is to like go to the museum. Yeah. Microdose at the museum. Let's that do should it. be a new, that'd be a good. Microdosing at the museum? Yeah. There are so many in LA too. I mean, I would microdose and go to any sort of art exhibition, gallery, zoo, botanical garden, museum. You know, there's a, we would occupy a whole year of it. Um, well, you want to go with me? Oh, I think, no, because I don't want to infringe on like, that great friendship that you have with this person where you both do things like this. I don't, oh. I don't want to insert myself in that. All right. Well, I'm just inviting you to do something. I'll right? probably like show up there and be like, oh, hey, guys. Oh, hi. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Hey. Huh. Well, I guess I'll tag along. <laughs> hi. <laughs> great. I'm wearing like, you, is Mike following us? And I like duck under my <laughs> steering wheel like you don't know my car. Um, You're invited. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I probably will say no, but thank you. Dude, you got to say yes. 
Say yes to everything. Ugh. Say yes. I'm a millennial. You've got to come microdose with me at a museum. Yeah. Say yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. Damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was something you made me just think of, and now I can't remember it. Oh, I don't it was know. about microdosing mm. and friendship. Just how great it is all the time. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> Let's just do Buzz of the Week and get out of here. Okay. Oh, I remember it. Okay. I also would have left if I was in the Impressionist section. Uh, I think that might... Is that the one with fat babies and women and women's breasts? I'm sure that there are fat babies and women's breasts in the Impressionistic... But no, the Impressionists were the ones who started just like really abstracting their paint strokes. So instead of it being like an artistic rendering of a sky that looks like what you're looking at, it would be just like sort of like an idea of what the light and everything looks like. So do you know what I mean? Like it's like a trip. It's like this is what this is my version of the sky. This is an an impression of the sky. An impression of the sky. Exactly. Oh, I do enjoy that stuff. I hate I hate uh, fat baby Jesus stuff. Yeah, fat baby Jesus stuff is older than that. Okay, much older than that. There was a lot of fat baby Jesus stuff in the right museum yeah yeah but that's like dutch masters that's much much older the impressionists were like the second half of the 19th century early 20th century i think you're talking about stuff that's like 16th 17th century maybe yes we need to get an art historian on it katrina davis we can ask katrina she has our podcast podvant guard with our friend andrea oh yeah we'll we ask her on uh, sunday yeah okay Sweet. yeah because i i i really like rothko i really like I think from nineteen like modern art. Yeah, I like modern art yeah. a lot. I like furniture a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, photography does nothing for me. I think, well, that's not true. If I'm in the photo, it does a ton for me. Um, but <laughs> if it's a selfie, but if it's yeah, all good. I'm all. I love it. I will. I think you would have enjoyed this particular exhibit at the Getty. There was an artist named Uta Barth who uh, we didn't know anything about, and we were just totally blown away because it was like huge, huge, huge. Um, photographs but much of the photograph was empty space and the photo would just be occupied by like a tiny bar of windows at the top and gravel at the bottom and the rest of it is a wall with you know sort of textures and patterns or like the very very top of the back of a couch and a wall in sunlight and you're really not seeing much but it's so conveying a a mood and a moment in a fucking amazing way I think you would really like that that sounds beautiful but she's obviously a modern artist so yeah okay yeah the way you described that was like wonderful Mary Jane thanks Mike wow Dude. All right, let's get Appreciate the buzz you. of the week. All right, I want to go first. Or yeah, something? I'll go first because it's it's Ophelia. It's our friend Ophelia Chong, who truly is uh, you know a, a person that anyone who meets her knows exactly how fucking fantastic and special and amazing she is. Um, she does so many millions of things. I can't even remember all of them, but she is the founder of Potluck and she uh, stockpot images and. Um, Asian education cannabis and she's at Ophelia Swims and she does all sorts of cool stuff with plant medicine and healing and art and design and also just like uh and oh yeah she did oh so yeah she designed the the clit entrance <laughs> Mike that's a, such a good clit that you did if you're watching our YouTube shout out to Mike who just did like sign language and I immediately got it for what a clit looks like thanks good job um so Michelle Luke through an event called Mush Womb, which was a rave, an all-day rave. Um, and I wish I'd known about it in advance because I would have loved to check it out. So I hope it happens again. But um, Ophelia and another artist were uh, asked to design the entrance. And it was like a huge vagina with a big glittering clit at the top that you walked through to get in with LED lights. And she told us at the event that the pubic hairs were uh, pipe cleaners. Yeah. She was like, gluing pipe cleaners on was so much work to do the pubic hair. But, you know, she just gets up to cool shit all the time. So at Ophelia Swims, 
um, is one of her handles on Instagram. She's a woman of mystery, always doing a million things. Great part of the week. And also check out our episode with her. She's an OG Weed and Grub guest. She is an OG Weed and Grub OG, guest. OG, like episode 20 something. Oh my probably. gosh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. My boat of the week this week is our friend who we met in Alaska five years ago at this point. And the night of my comedy store show, 1030, next one is March 8th, uh, Wednesday, um, I she was on the show before. I was like, whoa, Mary? She was like, what up, Glazer? And we hung out. So please follow at Mary Santora Comedy. Her name is Mary Santora. She's a phenomenal comedian. Um, she's based in Cleveland now, and she's the co-host of The Alan Cox Show. Um, which is a drive show. A so radio show? A radio show. Well, yeah. But it's like during traffic. Yo. So it's like a big responsibility Huge. to be funny and entertaining while people are in their cars commuting. So props to you, Mary, for being trusted with that. Yeah. And it's because you're so funny. And um, and she kind of comes here and she goes to LA quite a bit and then back to Cleveland. If you happen to be able to, if you happen to live in the Midwest and she comes to your city, you gotta see her. She's so great. And then if not, you can check out a lot of her uh, reels on her Instagram at Mary Santora Comedy. And when we met Mary at the Before You Die Festival, like she was at the beginning of a big personal evolution that I think, you know, has been so fucking amazing to watch her climb and rise and like just treat herself incredibly well and get better all the time. And like her career has tracked with all of it. And it's just neat to know her on a personal level to just like chart that just like, oh, here's what you do if you work really hard at, you know, just treating yourself in a way that is going to work for you true yeah you know with a little discipline and She's a lot inspiring. of gumption yeah 100%. discipline and gumption dang those are good words yeah yeah well let's get out here so i can eat a bunch of snacks and get ripped on some puffs. dude the droplet um yeah thank you to all of our friends who are so generous i mean honestly we were surrounded by a bounty of goods all the time super grateful to everyone from who has it to puffco to all of these friends if you look at our youtube you can see snacks and things on our table here and um and you know to petty cash studios for hosting us so yeah we just know good peeps would thank you, you say that we're all allies um what, as opposed to? Nemesis? Ne nemesis? 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 Yeah. Um, I don't want to pigeonhole us. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a copious episode, Mary Jane. It's been a copacetic episode. Copious and copacetic. Email us at wg at .com. Find us on Instagram at uh, weed and grub. And please, if you have a moment, give us a star. Give us a review on iTunes. We're climbing in the ratings. It's been really nice. Help us get uh, into more Bud's ears. If you like what we do, come see it. It's Come see us at Sketchfest and anything else? Yeah, I want to beat Bert Kreischer on the podcast list. <laughs> oh, God. So I want us, if you're out there, tell two buds <laughs> each so that when the iTunes uh, lists come out, we're above Bert Kreischer. That's my goal this year. Holy smokes. Let's do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.